بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما brothers and sisters a very dear friend of mine sent me a message saying that he is engaged in Islamic work he is engaged in uh, doing a lot of good work mashallah lectures and teaching and so on and so forth and uh, also working with youth and projects uh, trying to do the best for um, our brothers and sisters and uh, he wrote to me saying that i have decided that i am going to stop all of this i'm going to do nothing because there is uh, no appreciation it's a totally thankless job and uh, i know I, i'm i'm not doing it for the appreciation i'm doing it uh, you know my ajr is only with allah but uh, that's the reality so uh, i have completely lost interest in this and i'm going to stop but obviously his uh, heart is not saying that so he uh, sent me a message saying please give me some nasiha now i thought of just uh, speaking to him directly alone and then i thought that this is a uh, this is not a unique thing with him uh, this is something that uh, i think touches a lot of people and therefore it is perhaps um something which is worth uh, also sharing with all of you and therefore this is what i'm doing now um i want to say to you a very simple thing which is that one of the most powerful and most successful uh games that shaitan plays he plays it with the sincere people he plays it with people who are uh, who have knowledge and also he plays it with people who are effective effectively he plays this game with people that he is afraid of because he finds them successful he finds that these people are uh, taking uh, people away from him uh, towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in the game that he plays is that he brings this thought into their minds and their hearts which is that it's a th- it's a thankless world uh, people don't appreciate what you do uh, people don't care what you do i mean look at you you're talking all day uh, you're trying to do this and that and so on and so forth and you are you know spending your time and energy and money and nobody cares a hoot now what plays into uh, his hand into the hands of shaitan is the fact that the human ba- human being by nature is a thankless beast and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentioned this in an insana kafura allah said the, the 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 human being is thankless allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said warned us wa istaza rabbukum la in shakartum la azidannakum wa la in kafartum inna adhabi la shadid what is the need for for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say this uh, where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that when your rabb announced that the one who is thankful i will increase my blessing but the one who is thankless then let him be aware of my punishment which is severe so human beings are are by nature thankless the one who thanks is a unique is a unique uh, character unique creature who, who must be appreciated but by and large people are thankless so on the one hand you have this waswasa this whisper of shaitan in your ears to say that people are thankless so why are you wasting your time and on the other hand your experience also shows that this is actually true and the result is that you start uh getting discouraged and you start uh 
getting angry, start getting frustrated. Now, in this context, one of the finest true stories that I uh, recall, and I have mentioned this story so many times, uh, is the story about one of the great uh, scholars of um, India, um, the son of Hadat uh, uh, Shah Waliullah Rahmatullahi, the great Muhaddis, and uh, uh, his name was uh, Shah Abdul Aziz. Um, the story is that one day he was speaking in the Jami Masjid in Delhi, and it was he was a, he was a you know very famous alim, so very well known. So it was a huge crowd, and obviously these, those days they didn't have microphones and so on. So uh, they would have people standing uh, in the crowd, you know, every so many, every few um, safs and every few rows, and um, like you do in salah, for example, the the person who repeats the uh, takbir after the imam. Uh, similarly, this these people would. Uh, listen to what uh, the speaker is saying and they would repeat it for the benefit of the people sitting around them. And this would continue. So now, obviously, this also meant that those speeches took a long time. So anyway, he was speaking and so he started speaking. Like in India, it happens, uh, all these speeches are after Isha. So his speech was after Isha. Uh, he spoke for maybe an hour and a half or two hours because that's the nature of the of the thing. That's how it is done. Uh, so at the end of that whole two hours, there were you know maybe ten thousand people or more. Uh, the people all, uh, you know, they thanked him and they made dua for him and so on, and they left. So after this two hours, I imagine after Isha, he done this speech, spoke for two hours with great passion, with great uh, connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Uh, presenting his dalail, his uh, proofs and evidence uh, before the people, reciting Quran, reciting a hadith and so on, all of this. Now, at the end of those two hours, uh, he um, went into his room and he was sitting in his room and a uh, few of his closest and uh, closest murids, his closest students uh, who, uh, who had been with him for many years, and they, you know, he, he, uh, they, 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 were, they used to serve him and, and be with him. Now they were there when a man came into the room. Now this man was a villager, uh, he was a farmer, villager, Dehati, Kisan, uh, from some remote village uh, in Uttar Pradesh. Now he came and he saw him and he said, he made salam and he said to him, he said, Marana, I am so, I am so terribly, terribly disappointed. I am so sad. So he said, what happened? He said, I came all the way from my village. I came only to listen to your speech. He said, you know, several weeks ago, somebody was passing by. They said that on this particular day, you are going to be speaking and I came to listen to your speech. But, you know, I came from so far away and, and the transport and whatnot. Um, I got delayed and by the time I got here, I find the speech is over. Now what do I do? My whole trip, uh, and this is now in the night and the whole trip, I, is my, my whole journey is wasted. Um, anyway, I just thought I'll at least see you and go. 
So Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullahi, he stood up. He told the man, "Please sit down." He made him sit down. He stood up, and he delivered his entire two-hour speech to that one man. Now that man was absolutely delighted. He was, you know, beside himself with joy. He made a lot of dua for Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullahi, and he he blessed him, and he made a lot of dua and so on, and then he left. Now after the man had gone, the students of Shah Abdul Aziz Rahmatullahi they said to him. He said, "Sheikh, this is very strange. You spoke to ten thousand people with great passion and giving all the dalail and the Quran and the Hadith and everything else, uh, very beautifully, mashallah. And then this one man comes. This man is a, uh, you know, he's we don't even know who he is. He's he's obviously he's not a, uh, he's not an alim. He's not a scholar. He's not a wealthy man. He's some poor guy from some village. He's he's literally nobody." But you speak to him the same way, and you deliver the same speech to him, the same two hours, the same kind of passion. How is it possible? How did you do that? Shah Abdullah Rahmatullahi said to them, he said, "You know, I am very disappointed with all of you because you have spent so many years with me, but it seems to me that you have not learnt anything." Now they were, uh, so these people were, <laughs> you know, they were, <laughs> they were, they were very. Uh, Uh, shocked to hear that, uh, he said, "You have not learned anything." So, Sheikh, please explain. He said, "When I was speaking to ten thousand people, I was trying to please only one. And when I was speaking to this one man, I was still trying to please the same one. So, why would there be any difference in what I said and how I said it?" My brothers and sisters, I want to say to you. That it's important to develop a mindset when you are working in the field of dawa, when you are working for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, that you constantly remind yourself that you are working only and only for Allah. That is the reason why I am so particular. I know I know many people don't agree with me. That's okay. I'm not, I am not standing for election. It doesn't matter. You're welcome to disagree. But I am so particular that people who in the work of dawa must not take money for. Doing this work, because it keeps you honest, it keeps you sincere, it keeps your ikhlas in in the in in one place, focused only towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Because that money is one very powerful distraction that you won't have because you don't take money. Now the second most powerful distraction is fame, is name and fame, appreciation, being thankful. Now remember, remember, this is very natural and human, and it is not even wrong. I mean, if you If you do something good for somebody, and if you expect uh, that this person should thank you, and if the person thanks you and you feel happy, it's not a crime. It is not a crime, but it is a trap. It is a trap that takes you down the road to eventual uh, frustration and eventually abandonment of the work, because you will never get the appreciation that you want. The nafs, our self. Will keep on upping the ante as far as the appreciation is concerned, and it's never happy with what it gets. So therefore, if if we focus on that, right, the way to develop the mindset is to thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala if nobody appreciates. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> to thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, listen carefully. I'm not saying, you know, just bear it. No, I'm saying thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala if nobody appreciates because. Then you have dalil to before Allah and say, "Ya Rab, I did the work. 
even though nobody thanked me. If somebody criticizes you and you know that this criticism is unfair, don't argue with that person. Don't argue. Say, Alhamdulillah. Now this is even bigger dalil for me that I continue to work even though the criticism was unfair. Right? If nobody comes to your jalsa, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put witnesses to the mistakes and to the faults that I may have exhibited. If there were a whole lot of people and I made a mistake, all those people are witness to my mistake. Alhamdulillah, nobody came or just a few people came. Alhamdulillah, that only a few people came. If a lot of people come, then make a lot of istighfar and say, Ya Rab, you send these people, so protect me. Protect my ikhlas, protect my niyyah, protect my sincerity. Please do not allow shaitan to run away with this. I am saying all of this from the dalil of the Quran. And I want to end with that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ How many? يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجَ أَفْوَاجَ Then what must you do? فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكِ وَاسْتَغْفِرْهُ إِنَّهُ كَانَ تَوَابًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said when you see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming and you see people entering into Islam, not just one person here, two people there. Afwajan in armies, entire cities, entire nations. Right? The Sahaba saw this. May Allah show this to us also. When you see this kind of help of Allah, what must you do? First of all, فَصَبِّهْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ Glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then make istighfar. Istighfar for what? Istighfar for what? You were working for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You got success. Allah helped you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah is saying no. Make istighfar. Why? This istighfar is the tawheed of the heart. This istighfar is to save you and me from the shirk of thinking that we had something to do with the success. Make istighfar. So, Ya Allah, please forgive me. Ya Allah, protect my ikhlas. Ya Rab, I had nothing to do with this. This is purely and purely from you. Alhamdulillah. Innahu kana tawab. And he is the one who forgives. My brothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah. If nobody is thanking you, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And continue your work. Because this is evidence that insha'Allah your work is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That insha'Allah when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will be able to produce before Him this gift of this broken effort, but pure and clean, free from the praises of people, free from the so-called appreciation of people. Believe me, the appreciation of people or the criticism of people is not worth the hot air it takes to speak it. It has zero value. Popularity is the most useless thing in the world. It doesn't save you if you are in trouble. 
and it will it will not do any it will not give you any benefit in any way and what it will do it will eat up your good deeds rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said name and fame and money are like two wolves in a sheep pen they will kill everything they will kill all the sheep don't allow those wolves into your sheep pen i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to accept all your work to help you in ways that you cannot imagine and to keep you on the path of ikhlas and sincerity with complete and total steadfastness and always to keep reminding you to keep reminding you that the only approval that matters is the approval of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that approval whether i have it or not i will know only on the day of judgment when i meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahim